Coach Mark Richt has coached several colleges and universities, including the University of Georgia Bulldogs. He has influenced countless players on and off the field. He is the author of a brand new book called Make the Call. We'll talk with him today here on Babby's House. Stay tuned. Babby's House is coming your way right now. house where everybody is a member of the family that includes you i'm babby mason the host of the show i'm very excited today to be talking with coach mark richt who is an amazing football coach having coached at the university of georgia bulldogs for three seasons and now he is semi-retired but he has a powerful story of faith and family and we'll meet him in just a moment and you'll enjoy this wonderful interview but i want to kick off the show with one of my favorite songs it's called chain breaker that's who jesus is You've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. You've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies. If you've been trying to feel the same old void inside, well, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a painted. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom and saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. Mm -hmm. We all search for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn from the same old fight we've all run to things we know that just ain't right when there's a better life there's a better life if you got pain he's a pain Somebody testify If you believe it, you believe it. If you receive it, it If you can feel it Somebody testify today If you believe it If you receive it If you can feel it Somebody testify
Well, welcome to the show. I am so pleased today to introduce an award-winning coach who has coached at several universities, including the University of Georgia Bulldogs, go dogs, here in the state mm -hmm. of Georgia. And he is also the author of a brand new book called Make the Call, Game Day Wisdom for Life's Defining Moments. I'd like to welcome to Babby's House, Coach Mark Richt. Welcome to the show, Coach. How are you doing today? Thank you, Babby. I'm, I'm excited about being here today. Let's have some fun. Absolutely, my friend, and congratulations on your brand new book, Make the Call. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But I want to catch up with you and see how you're doing. You recently retired, now about three seasons. How is retirement going? I know you're kind of semi-retired. We, You know, I say right. I never, I don't ever want to retire. I want to refire. So it sounds like to me that's what you're yeah. doing. Doing a little refiring. Uh, 35 years coaching. Wow. That, that part, I think, is done. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, but uh, but the last three years I've been uh, on the ACC network as a studio football analyst, they call it, and uh, so I work about one or two days a week during the football season and then uh, just do a lot of speaking and things of that nature, but retired from coaching, but not, not from life, that's for sure. Well, we want to thank you for your accomplishments and for your impact on and off the field. Appreciate that, and congratulations on uh, the work that you're doing. Well, let's talk about your book. It's called Make the Call, Game Day Wisdom for Life's Defining Moments. Talk to me about the inspiration behind the book. Right. Well, first of all, you know, Make the Call, the title, is a little bit of a play on words in that if you're a coach calling plays in a game, you've got to make a call every 40 seconds. If you're the head coach, you're making calls throughout the game and, and recruiting and disciplining your players off the field, things of that nature. So you're making calls all the time. And, and basically, you know, if you make a call, you're making a decision. And, and so uh, this book's about, you know, a behind the scene look at a lot of decisions I made as a coach throughout my career, but also with my family and in, and in my faith as well. So, you know, and the other thing about the title, Make the Call, is we're going to ask the reader uh, to make, the most important call they can make in their life by the time the book ends. So it, it's a it's an outstanding uh, book about life, but a uh, book about eternal life as well. Yes. Well, you, you make no apologies for the fact that you are a man of faith and you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so talk to us about how your faith has impacted your coaching and, and your, your life in general. Talk to us about the power right. of your faith. Well, I think, you know, once I became a believer in Jesus Christ, my this, that, that spirit I was born with, that sin nature, you know, when Adam sinned, sin entered all man, and we kind of are born with that nature. And But once we pray to receive Christ as Lord and Savior, that that spirit changes. The Holy Spirit enters in our, into our life, and all of a sudden we see things a little bit differently. We view things a little bit differently. And I think everybody makes decisions or makes calls in life based on their belief system. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, how does your faith affect your coaching? Uh, well, it affects everything I do, you know. So the bottom line is, you know, once I became a believer, uh, I had a new goal in life, and that was to try to live a life that was pleasing to God, period. Uh, now, very simple goal, not an easy goal, but a simple goal. And so, you know, I would kind of uh, rank decisions that I would make along the way based on how I felt when I laid my head on the pillow at night and would 
to think about what I had decided and was thinking, hey, is this something God would be pleased with or not? And if I thought the answer was yes, I had peace and could sleep. And if not, I'd wake up the next day and change the decision if I could, you know, admit that I was wrong and, and change the decision. And sometimes you can't change decisions. You Sometimes you just got to own it and move, move on. Yeah, we, we watch a lot of football in our house. Uh, my husband is a is a coach, and he has coached Little League Beautiful. football, baseball, basketball, and has won several awards. I've had some of his players go to the Little League World Series and bring the Beautiful. pennant home from Taiwan back in the 80s. And our kids have gone through, uh, you know, Little League sports. They're grown now. But, you know, sports is a, a great way to impact and influence people. And we see that that interaction and that interchange on and off the field. So as far as relationships go and relationships with your players, talk to, about how your faith um, really impacts relationships. Well, first I'll start with your husband and the role that he played as a Little League coach. Um, you know, I, I have coached a lot of guys over the years, obviously, and at least half, uh, more than half, came from single family, single parent homes and usually the mom holding down the fort. And I can't tell you how many times I've had a mom come to me and say, you know, coach, I can teach him a lot of things, but I, I can't teach him how to be a man. Could you, could you please help me? And so, you know, the role that your husband played throughout those years to, to help a lot of those, he helped all the young men he was involved with, but, and maybe he coached some girls along the way too. I don't know, but the bottom line is there's, there's so many single moms that are putting their kids in sports to have a, a positive real, uh, male role model in their lives to get them on the right foot. And I, I've, I've had so many players that have looked back and have said, you know, my little league coach was a huge part of my life. So when you get them in college, you got, you got just a short little window between boyhood and manhood. And you want them to be in that manhood stage when they leave your program uh, so they can function in life. You know, I mean, everybody wants to play in the NFL, but, we all know that's, that doesn't happen for everybody. And even, even if they do, they need to be a full-grown man and, and be ready for the responsibilities that come with it. So, yeah, you know, I, I took that role very seriously at, at Georgia and Miami, at Florida State, you know, where I learned it from Coach Bowden to, you know, not only teach him football, but try to teach him, you know, life lessons that'll and, – and try to model life lessons, you know, of a husband, of a father – where these guys can really have a chance. Right. I'm glad you brought up Coach Bowden. Talk to us about your relationship with him. Well, you know, Coach gave me a chance to, to become a college coach, a, a quarterback's coach at a Power 5 school at a very young age. Uh, I was It was designed for me to help him do that job as a graduate assistant coach. And uh, he went to my first meeting and went to kind of follow me around the first practice and he never came back, so he allowed me to be that quarterback's coach. Wow! Just at an early age, in my early twenties, and uh, but more importantly, after the death of one of our team members, Pablo Lopez, he uh, he had a team meeting afterwards, and basically said, "I don't know where Pablo's going to live for eternity. I don't know where he was in his faith." And he basically just preached the gospel, said that. You know, God created us. He loves us. He wants us to spend eternity with him. But God's standard for heaven is perfection, and we can't, we can't be perfect. It's impossible. 
apart from, you know, needing a savior and that's Jesus. And so he basically said, men, Pablo used to sit in that chair that's empty now. And he goes, you're 18 to 22 years old. You think you're going to live forever. Just like Pablo thought he was. And he's gone. He goes, if that was you last night instead of Pablo, do you know where you'd spend eternity? Well, he's talking to the team, but Holy Spirit speaking to me in the back of the room. And wow. The next day I went to his office and said, Coach, I know you're talking to the players, but I need, I need Jesus. And I prayed to receive Christ right there in his office. So he... He obviously uh, was more than a, a football mentor to me. He was a spiritual mentor as well. That is a great story. And that's, that's a wonderful testimony. I was going to ask you what was one of the greatest lessons that you learned from, from Coach Bowden, but I can tell that's probably one of the biggest impacts he's had <laughs> on your life. Is there another yes. life lesson that you learned from him that has great significance to you? Well, uh, along the same lines, we had won our first national championship in 1993 after years of coming close, so close, so close. People kept saying, you know, Coach Bound can't win the big one. The staff can't win the big one. Florida State can't win the big one. So we finally won the national championship. And that the spring after that, once we got cranked up again after recruiting and somewhere probably mid-February, mid our first staff meeting, uh, which, by the way, we would have a, a devotional before we got started in every staff meeting and pray for God to help us. But it was his day to do the Devo and the devotional. We call it the Devo. And uh, he just said, "We people said we couldn't win the big one. We finally won the big one. He goes, do you guys feel any different? And he went around the room and asked everybody. We were like, no, not really. They just want us to do it all over again. He said, well, that's because you did That's because the national championship's not the big one. The big one is when you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And wow. just another reason why, you know, I love working for that man. That's amazing. That's a great story. Well, let's talk about how your faith has, has, and is, is influencing your own personal challenges. You know, when we look at television we see, you know, those players out there on the field and, um, you know, life looks really glamorous. We, we see their swagger and we watch them on TV and, you know, all the dollar signs and decimal points. And it looks like a really, you know, cool life. But right. we know that there are real people behind the scenes. And so talk to us right. about how your faith has in is influencing you in times of challenge. Well, I could say this publicly now because of this gentleman, Trey Battle, just made it public uh, like a couple weeks ago uh, at an event I was speaking at. And uh, what had happened, he played for me, and then he went on to play for the Dallas Cowboys and the San Diego Chargers. And unfortunately, one of his teammates from Georgia and the Chargers named Paul Oliver, he ended up taking his life. Hmm. And he was his, his very best friend. And so Trey was, he began to struggle about his identity. What happens We these kids have their identity in football when football ends and their identity takes a major hit and they're, they're lost. And so Trey was going through that same feeling that I think Paul was going through. And he literally was on the, at a bridge getting ready to jump. Wow. And what, for whatever reason, he decided to call coach. And uh, I'll probably get a little emotional, but he, um, he, um, he called me. Wow. And I talked him into 
coming to the house. And by the time he got to my house, I had some teammates and our team chaplain there waiting on him. And we just loved him up, you know, got him, got him through a tough spot. And now, I mean, he's doing wonderful wife, four kids, great job. But uh, things like that. You know, that just proves, Coach, that coaches are more than coaches. They're, they are teachers. Sometimes they're parents. Um, listen, oh, yeah. I remember when my, when my husband was, teach, uh, was coaching Little League kids, you, as you mentioned, a lot of them right. are parents of single mothers. And they would yeah. come to our house for the weekend when mom had to go out of town. We fed them, right. clothed them, took them to church, you know, right. set them down at our table. They were members of our extended family. And so yeah. it, it really does go much deeper and much farther than what you do right. on the football field. And we are and, so... you know, I kept, I kept my, uh, excuse me, I kept my Georgia number. I had 15 years of relationships. So even when I went to Miami, you know, I kept my 706 uh, phone, you know, area code and phone number so those guys could get in touch with me if they needed me. Yes. And, uh, you know, I had a 305 area code to recruit in Miami and all that kind of thing. But for the most part, my private number, my personal number is still 706 because, you know, I want to I be able to keep up with these guys. And yes. Like right now I'm in the middle of a, I'm in the middle of a prayer group with David Pollock and a bunch of, uh, his buddies, another player that I coached over the years, and we meet every Wednesday morning and going through the Book of Romans together. You know? So we're still doing life with these guys. That's right. You know, and it goes much further <clears throat> than the football field. And it really is, you are, you're not just a coach for a season, but you really right. are a coach for life. Oh, you're, yeah, You're a coach true. for life. So I want to talk more about your book. Um, <clears throat> when, when people read your book, what is it that you want them to, to understand or to learn? Well, I think it'll be a lot of fun for the college football fan, period. Uh, I think football fans across America will love it. I think football fans in, in the Southeast in particular would enjoy it. Uh, fans of Florida State, Miami, and Georgia, where I coached, will probably enjoy it maybe even a little bit more. Because uh, so there are some behind-the-scenes uh, looks at decisions that I made when it comes to football and actually the drawing of diet diagramming plays and so it gets a little bit technical at times uh but not to scare everybody away it's it's more about you know relationships and decisions that i made not only in football but uh you know off the field with players uh my family my faith uh so it's it's a book that i think there's a lot of life lessons that i was you know open and honest about that i think a lot of people go through i mean People have been reading this book, and, and the thing that they like is they'll say, I read it in two days. Wow. <laughs> they'll say, uh, it felt like I was in the living room just talking to you, Coach. And uh, a lot of them felt like, you know, it hit home, something along the line. One of the stories of my struggles, you know, as a coach, as a man, as a husband, uh, and even the good times, too, obviously struck a chord with people and uh, really resonated with them. You know, coach, as, as, a, as a football coach for, you know, at several universities and several seasons, you can't win every game. So how does, how do you teach your, or, or coach your team to deal with loss? Yeah, well, I mean, it, losing really does hurt bad. I mean, and, and I'm going to back up just a little bit on this football thing, because 
you know, the one thing I love about football is we care, you know, if I'm at Georgia, the only colors we cared about was red and black. You know, when I was in high school, all we cared about was blue and gold. You know, it didn't matter the color of our skin. It didn't matter, you know, whether we had a lot of money, a little money, uh, you know, whatever we, even our belief system, it didn't matter when it came to football. Football didn't really care. And so, you know, the camaraderie of that sport and the unity of that sport is tremendous, even through some of the toughest times that our country's been going through these social uh, issues. If you go into a football team, and hang around the locker room, you probably didn't see a lot of that strife. You, you saw a brotherhood. And yeah. that's what I love about that sport. And, uh, but shoot, I forgot what your question was because I started, went off on a little tangent about football, but do you remember what you even asked me? You know, listen, <laughs> I'm just grateful to hear you tell these wonderful stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Um, I was asking you, what did you want your readers to learn from your book? Right. Well, that's part of it, you know, what I just explained. But, you know, I think that, um, you know, the bottom line is, you know, like, for example, there's a chapter on uh, a phrase called finish the drill. Finish the drill came from an off-season conditioning program that was extremely tough. And every drill had a finish line. And we had to teach them to finish even when they felt like they wanted to quit or finish just as hard as they started if, when they wanted to slow down. So, it really was about not quitting when things get tough, but it's obviously, you know, can apply to life in relationships, in school, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Just don't quit just because things get tough. Right. Uh, and when you could make it through the mad drills, we used to call them, you could learn how to finish the drill. It would happen in life. And a quick story, Veron Haynes, who played fullback for me in year, year one while I was there, um, he, he called me, gosh, probably a month or two into writing the book. And he said, my daughter's in dance class and she wants to quit because she doesn't like it. It's too hard because, because honey and the Haynes family, we finished the drill. We don't quit. And so then later on, he calls me again. He went back to finally get his degree because he left to play professional football early. Went back, got his degree. And by then his, his son was growing up enough to say, Hey dad, you finish the drill, you know? So there, there's a lot of life lessons in this book that come uh, from the football aspect. Yeah, that, that's great. Yeah, I think my question was, um, how, do you, how do you deal with losing? But those are, those are great life lessons to hide right. in your heart, whether you win or lose. Well, Coach, how can we find the book? Uh, they, you know, the old phrase, wherever books are sold, they say you can get them. I know Amazon's got them. I know there's a make the call book dot uh, com make the call book.com is, is the website for it. but you don't have, you don't have to go there absolutely go to amazon and we can google it and, and uh google that title yeah. i already well, did I'll, I'll say this too what happened was you know people were getting them at bookstores and all and they they ran out of them by the grace of god and they're reprinting them and i think it's about mid-october before they come out again so well, any day now they'll be back in the stores congratulations on a great book and thank you for being my very special guest today, all right? I enjoyed it very Amen. much. Amen. I enjoyed being with you, and God bless you and your family. You too. Bye-bye. And I tell you, this is what I love about Babby's House, meeting people that have impacted other people and just hearing about their faith in Christ and how God has helped them win or lose. 
and make great decisions and establish great relationships and, and particularly a relationship with Christ. And that's what this is all about. I want you to reach out to me at my official website at babby.com. And there on my website, you'll find wonderful resources to encourage you in your faith in Christ, beautiful music and wonderful books, and also my internet radio station at babbymasonradio.com. Well, the Lord bless you and yours. May he keep you in, in that is my heart and my prayers. And I hope I'll see you again next time. Until then, God bless you real good. <laughs>